Welcome back to The Daily Poem, a podcast from Goldberry Studios. I'm Sean Johnson, and today is Friday, January 26th, 2024. Today's poem is by John Greenleaf Whittier, born 1807, died 1892. Uh, Whittier's a member of the Fireside Poets, a a uh, group of American poets working uh, mostly in the 19th century. The first group of poets to establish a kind of American school of poetry and win uh, notoriety uh, both continentally and abroad uh, for the quality of their poetry. Uh, the fireside poets were really the first American poets uh, who could rival uh, the Brits. This group also included uh, the great Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, uh, William Cullen Bryant, Oliver Wendell Holmes, uh, James Russell Lowell, and some sometimes, depending on who you ask, a few others, including Ralph Waldo Emerson, and of course, John Greenleaf Whittier himself. Today, probably one of the less recognizable names in that list, and one of the, the less read and remembered fireside poets, which is a shame, and hopefully uh, if he's a stranger to you or you to him, uh, maybe today's poem will be a nice introduction that will uh, create a lasting friendship. Uh, Holmes himself, or rather, <laughs> poor, uh, poor Whittier, I'm even uh, mixing him up with the other fellows. Uh, Whittier himself uh, was a Quaker uh, and an energetic and outspoken abolitionist before the American Civil War. Uh, and you can... Uh, here in many of his poems, uh, that sense of social concern and uh, uh, zeal for uh, the dignity of his uh, fellow man. Today's poem is an interesting example of that zeal uh, as it is uh, asking people to do uh, a sometimes difficult thing, and that is uh, to speak well of a despised person. Uh, I'll say more perhaps after an initial reading. Today's poem is entitled Ichabod. I'll read it once, uh, offer a few comments, and then read it one more time. Ichabod. So fallen, so lost, the light withdrawn which once he wore, the glory from his gray hairs gone forevermore. Revile him not, the tempter hath a snare for all, and pitying tears, not scorn and wrath, befit his fall. O oh, dumb be passion's stormy rage, when he who might have lighted up and led his age falls back in night. Scorn would the angels laugh to mark a bright soul-driven fiend goaded down the endless dark from hope and heaven. Let not the land, once proud of him, insult him now, nor brand with deeper shame his dim, dishonored brow. But let its humbled sons instead, from sea to lake, a long lament as for the dead in sadness make. Of all we loved and honored, naught save power remains, a fallen angel's pride of thought still strong in chains. All else is gone. From those great eyes the soul has fled. When faith is lost, when honor dies, the man is dead. Then 
pay the reverence of old days to his dead flame. Walk backward with averted gaze and hide the shame. The name Ichabod may be referring to a particular individual here, uh, but is more likely a kind of uh, archetypal stand-in. Uh, the name, which maybe is familiar uh, to a lot of uh, Americans, as the the name of the main character in uh, the legend of Sleepy Hollow, uh, is translated uh, from Hebrew uh, originally as uh, no glory or the absence of glory or even glory has departed, uh, which is the case maybe in two senses in this poem. Uh, the subject may be a historical figure that uh, Whittier has in mind. I don't know who it is and it certainly has a universal application. Uh, but in this case, uh, a man has died uh, in which uh, in which sense the the glory has departed uh, with his soul uh, from the body now uh, before us. Uh, but he seems also to be a man who fell from glory even before his death and is Ichabod perhaps in two senses. But it's for that reason that the poet invites us to uh, reverse that departure of glory or at least uh, not to hasten it further. And he counsels uh, that old, uh, old advice, uh, don't speak ill of the dead. This fellow uh, uh, made a lot of enemies or lost a lot of friends in whatever fall from grace he uh, experienced. Uh, but the logic of the speaker goes, hasn't he then been through enough? Uh, if you live long enough, you will inevitably uh, attend or be invited to attend the funeral of a person like this who uh, perhaps was not uh, very nice or harmed a lot of people. And the concern is that either uh, at this funeral, people will uh, <laughs> say only bad things about the departed, which is uh, a terrible prospect. Uh, but almost as terrible is uh, the prospect of hearing people say good things that aren't true. Uh, and to find any kind of uh, compromise or happy meeting, a medium is uh, a difficulty that uh, if we're lucky, we we don't have to uh, uh, wrestle with very often. But I think John Greenleaf Whittier puts it in uh, a really helpful uh, context. The idea is not to lie, but to have pity on the one who was ensnared by the tempter, he says, because that same tempter has a snare for us all. Uh, and the uh, the dead have, have suffered enough, as it were. And I think there's uh, some, some grace and some wisdom there, uh, though it's uh, common and appropriate 
to say at someone's death or at someone's funeral, uh, something like, he's in a better place now. Uh, I still can't help but hope that rather than saying he's in a better place now, uh, the mourners at my own funeral will spend their breath praying for me as I, uh, as I uh, prepare to face uh, the greatest trial a living soul can, the judgment that follows after death. Here's Ichabod one more time. So fallen, so lost, the light withdrawn which once he wore, the glory from his gray hair is gone forevermore. Revile him not, the tempter hath a snare for all, in pitying tears not scorn and wrath befit his fall. O dumb be passion's stormy rage, when he who might have lighted up and led his age falls back in night. Scorn would the angels laugh to mark a bright soul driven, fiend goaded down the endless dark from hope and heaven. Let not the land once proud of him insult him now, nor brand with deeper shame his dim, dishonored brow. But let its humbled sons instead, from sea to lake, a long lament as for the dead in sadness make. Of all we loved and honored, not safe power remains. A fallen angel's pride of thought, still strong in chains. All else is gone. From those great eyes the soul has fled. When faith is lost, when honor dies, the man is dead. Then pay the reverence of old days to his dead fame. Walk backward with averted gaze and hide the shame. That last stanza there, uh, an allusion to the book of Genesis, uh, when the sons of Noah find their father uh, asleep and in a compromising position, uh, they uh, walk backward with a blanket held between them uh, to cover his nakedness without gazing upon it. And, uh, and then in the preceding stanza, there's a kind of Turner revelation in the poem that suggests maybe the person in question isn't actually departed from this life. Uh, when faith is lost, when honor dies, the man is dead, which could mean either uh, that the man in question uh, is dead in spirit, but not in body. And this exhortation to speak well of them and cover their shame uh, may be a, a strategy for uh, sparing them from greater uh, bitterness or resentment or uh, corruption. Or uh, it is a kind of hopeful notion that uh, even though the man is dead and has left behind a mixed legacy, uh, the uh, faithful and honorific treatment of his memory might still preserve that which was best about him. Sound advice. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with more poems for you. To listen to past episodes or to support this show, please visit dailypoempod.substack.com. On behalf of our whole team at Goldberry Studios, I'm Sean Johnson. Until next time, happy reading.